Informed Dissent, the intersection of healthcare and politics, with Dr. Jeff Barkey, board-certified primary care physician, and Dr. Mark McDonald, board-certified child, adolescent, and adult psychiatrist. Mark, great to be with you again on another episode of Informed Dissent. Hey, Mark. You may have noticed there's a new link in our show notes and it's for Instacart. Now, if you haven't used Instacart, you might want to give it a try. Instacart is a great, convenient way to get products from your favorite store. If you can't get to the store or you just need the extra time, get with Instacart and they do the shopping for you. All your favorite stores, all in one order. The online and mobile app lets you pick your products and even highlight sale items for you. The shoppers are trained to pick the very freshest produce, and they'll even keep your eggs safe. Whether it's produce or gifts, Instacart has it all. And the best part is, it's easy. It's quick. There's even sale items. So please click on that Instacart link in our show notes. You'll be helping us out, and you'll be helping yourself out as well. We've got a very special guest. Uh, This resonates with me because I went through a very similar situation. And that's uh, Dr. Mary Bowden, who's a board-certified ENT doctor, that's ears, nose, and throat, in uh, Houston, Texas. Mary, great to be with you, and thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Welcome. So, holy cow, what what the heck happened that uh, you would be called such names? And I'm reading, this is from a spokesperson for Houston Methodist, um, suspension for spreading what is said was, quote, very dangerous information surrounding the coronavirus pandemic using her social media accounts to express her personal and political opinions about the COVID-19 vaccine and treatments. Wow, what did you say that was so dangerous? Hmm. I said that vaccine mandates are wrong and that ivermectin is a potentially useful tool in treating COVID. Well, listen, I've been treating COVID since the beginning of the pandemic uh, and have treated hundreds and hundreds of patients. And I've used many repurposed medications, including ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, budesonide, and all the usual. I want to read you something, not that this is going to make you feel better, but just to know that you're, you're in... Uh, in good company. This is from my local hospital, and I won't give their name. Yesterday, Orange County physician Dr. Jeffrey Barkey participated in a social media interview uh, espousing his personal and radical views on COVID-19 masking and hydroxychloroquine. His personal views in no way represent those of blank hospital and are inconsistent with those of all recognized medical scientific organizations. We are deeply disturbed by his views that they could be mistakenly associated with ours because they are so diametrically opposed. And they go on and on and on. So I'm not sure what my local hospital is doing with the Twitter account, but nonetheless, following that, I too had patients, not patients, but people that claim to be patients, posting bogus reviews, calling the medical board, asking for my license to be taken away. Um, And as a result, I attracted patients that wanted doctors that believed what they believe that would support their right to make decisions for themselves and to use, in our best medical judgment, repurposed medications as we believed uh, fit and um, and that the evidence and studies show. So how are you doing since all this fallout? 
It's been super stressful, but on the flip side, I have gotten so much support. I mean, just people from all over the world reaching out to me with support. And I've learned how to swiftly censor anybody on Twitter that wants to call me a bad name. So that's helped too. But um, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting times. I, I'm glad I'm a part of it. I mean, I'm glad I'm not sitting on the sidelines as, as stressful as things have been. Yeah, well, certainly glad to have you as part of the team and part of the uh, group of courageous physicians uh, that want to stand up for uh, patient rights. Tell me a little bit about your treatment of COVID and what your experience has been over the last 20 months or so. I'm a solo physician. I'm an ENT. I'm independent of a hospital. I started my practice a little over two years ago. I was I'd worked for a traditional practice. I took time off because I have four kids. And then when I went back to work, I decided to open my own practice. And I kind of stumbled into COVID. It wasn't intentional. I just had patients who were asking me to help them get tested. And before I knew it, I'd become a, a major testing center in my area. And to date, I've run over 80,000 COVID tests in my area. And then, of course, I've started with that came treating people as outpatients for COVID and primarily using monoclonal antibodies, ivermectin, and breathing treatments with budesonide, albuterol, and saline. And what's so radical about that? Uh, nothing. Absolutely nothing. That's, that's what's... I've been open seven days a week. I never shut my doors. Most of the people who are uh, criticizing people like me shut their doors during COVID, refused to see patients at all. So the hypocrisy and the closed-mindedness of it is astounding. How's been your success in treating these patients? Excellent. As Methodist, Methodist was quick to say that, oh, she's never even admitted a patient to our hospital. <laughs> and yeah, that's correct, because I treat patients with COVID early and aggressively. That, I believe... Dr. Bowden is the third rail that you stepped on and why you've been attacked so vociferously. You offered an alternative to universal mass vaccination and early treatment really gets in the way of that. Yeah. What, in your view, differentiates you from all the other physicians who actually decided to act with courage? This is a question that I often impose myself, and so I am curious to know what your take is for you personally. It's a good question. I mean, that's the way I'm wired. It's just I don't back down when people tell me to back down, uh, for better or for worse. That's um, it, it, Somebody tells me to back down, it's just a challenge, and, I, and that makes me even stronger. So that's part of it. And I mean, I'm confirmed by my success and my clinical experience. I have no qualms about what I'm doing. I would treat my kids the way I'm treated these patients. I don't feel like I've done anything morally, ethically, scientifically wrong. I don't feel like I've hurt anybody or I've helped a lot of people. So that's part of, I think that's most of it. I'm firm in my convictions and I know what I'm doing is, is right. Well, it sounds like you took on the government and was critical of uh, national policy. You know, listen, I practice, as does Mark in California, um, a very different place than Texas. And so it was a bit surprising to hear 
that a healthcare institution in Texas would be so hypercritical of you? Well, Methodist Hospital has branded itself as the leaders of the vaccine mandate movement. I mean, they were the first hospital in the country to impose this mandate situation. It was back in the spring. So, you know, and they want the whole world to be watching them and, you know, showing, leading their, leading by example. And there's honestly no reason to go after me. I am no, I'm, I am a flea on the elephant of Methodist. I have, I have only had privileges there in case I had a seriously ill patient that needed to be admitted. But as an ENT, that's few and far between. So for them to go after me, they're just trying, it's just a publicity stunt. I mean, I'm not a threat to them. I'm not, I'm a little, I have a couple thousand patients and yeah. And you know, the, the way I found out was from the Houston Chronicle. How are your patients responding to what happened? I'd say 98% of them are fully supportive. I've had some people say, I'm, I'm never coming back, but I'd say the majority of people have been very supportive. I think what you're going to find, because I know I found this, and this is in California, uh, that initially I lost some patients that didn't like my politics for whatever reason. Uh, but then the floodgates opened, and I still have patients that are coming in because they found me on social media. They heard an interview that I did. They read a book that I wrote. And they want a doctor that believes what they believe and that won't be judgmental, that won't criticize them, vaccinated or unvaccinated, and that they have access to uh, treatment and not just the conventional treatment of stay at home and show up to the hospital if you feel like you're going to die. And so I think you're going to find that too, that as you do more interviews and as you appear on TV and various media outlets, that patients are going to find you because they want doctors that believe what they believe uh, more now so than ever before. Yeah, I'm already seeing that. And uh, I'm actually just posted on all my social media today that I, I want to hire a like-minded primary care physician because I have so many patients asking me for, they want to switch their primary care doctor. So I'm looking for an unvaccinated primary care doctor who's about to get kicked out because of the mandates to come join me. Yeah, there are plenty of them and there's nurses too. I had a, I posted on social media, I was looking for a new nurse. And within a very short period of time, I had a nurse who I hired, who's a single mom who worked for Kaiser and was fired and was willing to put it all on the line for her principals, despite the fact that she had nowhere to go. uh, And she's a single mom. And within a few weeks, we hired her 17-year veteran at Kaiser, and because she refused to comply with their draconian mandates, they uh, showed her the door. And it was uh, unfortunate for Kaiser, and it was fantastic for me, and I'm hearing stories like that all over the country where like-minded people are organizing together uh, to support each other, and uh, it's it's been a great thing for me, and I think you're going to find the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've had several nurses reach out to me and I wish I could hire all of them because I feel like, yeah, you have people like that working for you who that's, that's an ideal situation. As you listen to our podcast, maybe you're thinking you've got a message you want the world to hear. Well, I will tell you that there is lots to consider. 
We're produced by The Show Must Go On, and they are big fans of Buzzsprout Podcasting as a base for individual operations. If you want to find out more, click the Buzzsprout link in the show notes to find out. You'll even get a $20 Amazon gift card after your second paid invoice, should you decide to go with podcasting and Buzzsprout. If you want to connect with our producers, use the contact page on our website at informeddissentmedia.com. What are your thoughts on the on the vaccine as it gets rolled out uh, more and more and now boosters are taking over, et cetera? So I do a lot of testing. And I mean, the reason I was all for the vaccine, I tried to get it and supply it to my patients when it came out. And I couldn't because they were only giving it out to the big hospital systems. Um, so I kind of just gave up. But as I've done more and more testing, I've seen so many breakthrough cases. And the, the last two months, I looked at our data and I'd say our population is about 60% vaccinated, 40% unvaccinated. But when you look at the people that tested positive in the last two months, 57% of those were fully vaccinated. And then when you look at the people that have been coming in for IV monoclonal antibodies for symptom- symptomatic COVID infection in the last two months, 44% of those people are fully vaccinated. So then the, the other issue is all the secrecy over the side effects. Every patient I talk to knows somebody that's had some sort of weird, serious side effect. Why is this being hidden? Methodist Hospital doesn't put any of this data out. They don't put any data on their website about what percentage of their positive cases are vaccinated, what percentage of their hospitalized patients are vaccinated. And of all these vaccines that they've doled out that they're so proud of, how many people have had side effects? What are the side effects? What's going on there? And there's a complete lack of transparency with that information, which is why people don't trust it. I think this is, in fact, what makes you so dangerous, Dr. Bowden. You are combining two very dangerous threatening ideas and practices under the umbrella of honesty and truth and transparency, which is the worst one to be under right now. And those two things are you're pointing out the cracks in the vaccines. They're not actually vaccines either because they don't prevent disease. They don't prevent transmission. They're they're experimental therapeutics and they only last, if that, perhaps six months. That's not a vaccine. So These products are being exposed and revealed even through your testing and through the breakthrough cases as not actually offering what they promised while at the same time uh, producing quite a number of of fairly bizarre and, and severe side effects. And while this is happening, you're also offering an alternative. You're offering a better product, which is early treatment. Uh, This is in fact anathema to the uh, government program and the government ideology. So with that in mind, I can see why this little flea has really become uh, quite a threat to the giant elephant, both in the hospital and the state. I am wondering, though, why you think this happened in Texas of all states, and why is this hospital system itself um, pushing so hard uh, as a a single point of um, coercive pressure and threats against you and other doctors who do actually want to treat their patients and offer truthful medical information. Do you have any idea? They're branding. It's all their brand. They're all about leading medicine. I don't know if you've been to Houston, but there are billboards all over Houston of hospitals. It's like a hospital war in Houston. 
they're all in this big competition to be the best. And Methodist thinks it's the best. They are the leaders. And, and they, this is why they took this controversial stance on the mandates early on before anybody else did, so they can be in the spotlight in, in the nation of this is how it's done. So, and I, I don't know personally, I tried to investigate, but apparently the CEO is very liberal. How are your colleagues um, approaching you? Uh, well, so yeah, there's an ENT online forum through the academy and somebody put, posted something very positive about me the other day. And quickly, there was all sorts of backlash against what I was doing. They had to shut down the uh, for, They had to shut down the discussion, the chat. And then there's this, oh, there's this Houston women's physician group on Facebook that has just vilified me. They won't let me. I tried to post my job offering today. They will not let me post it. I mean, they just—it's pretty bad. So, if people want to follow you, are you? Or what are your social media handles? Are you on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter? Yeah, Twitter is MD Breathe because my my business is called Breathe MD. So, Twitter is MD Breathe, and then Instagram is and Facebook are Breathe MD. Breathe as in, like take a deep breath. Right. I admire your courage. Uh, welcome to the club. Um, hang in there. I think it's important that you stay strong and know that you're not alone. There's a lot of us out there, not as organized as we could be or should be, but you're not alone. There, we're all over. We're all over the country, uh, fighting the good fight, standing up for freedom, um, standing up for liberty and patient rights. So, uh, just know that you are not alone, even though sometimes it feels that way, especially if you're reading the cesspool known as Twitter. Um, you know, so for every negative comment, because, you know, people that want to criticize you have nothing better to do, there's twice as many, if not a hundred more, uh, people well, that believe what you believe, uh, but, but are silent and aren't necessarily speaking out. I, I've learned how to conquer that. I just hide and block any negative comment. And I, I feel like, well, Everybody's so censored on our side. I'm going to just censor the heck out of anybody who says anything bad. It makes them very angry, but it works. And how are your kids doing with what's going on? Oh, my! so my 11-year-old made it. So one of these physicians came after me and made a TikTok video about me, um, talking about what a quack and a grifter and all this I am. And my son made a rebuttal video you know, trying to defend my honor. I've seen one of my other kids got on Twitter and I mean, he was respectful, but he made some sound arguments trying to defend me. And I, I, they, you know, they get it. They understand. They're on my side. I have four boys. They're very protective. So it's, it's good. That is great. So what what do you see as the future? What's, what's going to happen next? Obviously you've got your private practice. You're no longer affiliated with uh, Houston Methodist. Are you looking for another hospital to be affiliated with that you can operate at? Well, I have uh, operating privileges at, at a couple outpatient surgery centers. So that's not a problem for the time being. I will need to have hospital privileges somewhere, but things are so crazy right now. I'm still working that out. Um, uh, there is a great hospital that, I don't know if you know, Joe Ver- Dr. Joe Verone um, at Houston called United uh, Methodist medical center and probably look 
they are the privileges. They're very ivermectin friendly. Well, I know I'm getting emails uh, literally every day from people all over the country who are asking me for referrals for doctors in all specialties, including primary care and, and subspecialties of primary care, who are willing to actually treat them. And this includes people who are not even treating this coronavirus infection, but patients who simply don't want to go to a specialist who they worry is going to think as irrationally in their subspecialty and the disease that this patient wants treatment for as that person is thinking uh, in terms of primary care treatment. Uh, because they recognize that um, any doctor who is completely, undeniably, unquestionably vaccine for all uh, without any understanding of risks and benefits and is incredibly anti-treatment uh, is probably not someone, and not a physician anyway, that this patient can trust, regardless of specialty. Mm -hmm. So I agree with Jeff that the more that you actually stand up and show yourself and allow yourself to be seen and allow your clear, transparent views to be known, the more people will actually seek you out. The idea at the beginning of kind of hiding and dodging and ducking for cover is actually, in my view, the antithesis of how the successful physicians are behaving. The more they stand up, the more they speak out, the more they don't back down. Sure, the more uh, anger and hatred and nasty Twitter comments they get, but the more patients actually find them and seek them out. So I have no doubt that if you continue to do as you are, that you probably will flourish much more uh, and, and certainly be much happier with the patient population that you grow uh, in, your, in your new pursuits in the future. Right. Well, one of the things that started all this is I sent a letter to all my patients saying that I was prioritizing the unvaccinated. All new patients with routine ENT problems had to be unvaccinated um, to make room because, you know, I've sensed so much discrimination going on for the medical community if you weren't vaccinated. Well, that created a lot of um, <laughs> anger amongst people, but also a lot of loyalty. So it was, but it was very controversial. Yeah, I, I really felt when this first started happening to me, my initial reaction is maybe I should back down and just uh, stay under the radar and be quiet. But then what I realized, if I can't be authentic as to who I am and what I believe with my patients, if I can't speak the truth as I see it and successfully manage my practice, then what's the point? What's mm -hmm. the point? I don't want to go into hiding. I want to be able to be authentic and to treat patients with respect and honesty um, and do so in a way that respects their choices and their um, freedom. And what I discovered is the more, the more authentic I was willing to be, some call that courage, um, the more patients were attracted to me. Mm -hmm. um, I just recently hired a nurse practitioner uh, who's going to be starting soon. And I did that because of the volume of new patients uh, that are coming to see me. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to say no to new patients. Um, they, they want a physician that believes what they believe. And uh, listen, it's it's an honor to it's an honor to to have the the trust of patients and and to practice the art that we all practice. And uh, I I want to I want to be there for patients that want a physician 
uh, that that honors their freedom and their rights to make a make metal, medical decisions and not be coerced and have that forced upon them by unelected bureaucrats, by healthcare institutions, by businesses, and and what have you. And uh, it's a very freeing place to be, uh, even though at times it's painful to feel the arrows of criticism. I think ultimately it's the it's the right thing to do, and I I admire what you're doing. Are you doing telemedicine as well? Yes, for. You know, patients that really don't need to be seen but want to talk about what to do if they get COVID, that sort of thing. So, you know, interestingly, we, we've got this podcast that we're doing is uh, literally heard all over the world, um, from Australia to Europe, uh, all over the United States, uh, Asia, Africa, etc. Um, so we've got quite a wide audience. What do you, what do you want that audience to know? about uh, Dr. Bowden? Well, I, I think you hit the nail on the head earlier when you said, if you feel like you're alone, you're not. I've, I thought I was this fringe doctor and the response I have gotten for speaking out has been amazing. And I think a lot of people are scared to speak out and because the backlash can be so severe, but if more people would just speak out, then it makes it easier for all of us. And I think the I think it's growing. I think more and more are coming out, but I just want to encourage everybody out there that you're not alone. I mean, 40% of people, in, um, at least in Texas, are not vaccinated. So that's a, that's a lot of people, but everybody's just scared to say anything. We just all need to speak up. So, Dr. Bowden, give us your social media coordinates again and uh, let our audience know how they can connect with you. Uh, yes. So, Twitter is MDBreathe. Instagram is BreatheMD. Facebook is BreatheMD. And then my website is www.breathemd.org. Awesome. And, and we'll post some information about you on our website, and that's Informed Descent media.com where by the way you can also learn more about my co-host dr mark mcdonald's new book called the united states of fear how america fell victim to a mass delusional psychosis it's quite a read and um, it's also available on amazon and our podcast is available on apple podcast and you can learn more of uh, our podcast, Informed Descent, is available on Apple Podcast and all podcast outlets. And uh, we look forward to speaking to you again, Dr. Bowden. And thank you so much for coming on our show. Thank you all. You've been listening to Informed Descent with Dr. Jeff Barkey, board-certified primary care physician, and Dr. Mark McDonald, board-certified child, adolescent, and adult psychiatrist, Informed Descent the intersection of healthcare and politics.